The quality of your conversations reflects the quality of your questions. Asking specific questions is an act of leadership because you are framing the conversation for someone and properly setting expectations by telling them, hey, this is what I specifically want to understand. This is what I specifically want to know. But too often we ask broad questions and therefore we get broad answers and you really can't take action on broad. You can take action on specificity. So specific questions yield specific answers. Well, hey there, if we have not yet met, my name is Alex Judd. I'm the founder of Path for Growth, and this is the Path for Growth podcast. Now, as a business, we exist to help impact-driven leaders step into who they are created to be so that others may benefit and God may be glorified. And this podcast is just another iteration of how that mission comes to life. Now, I want to start today with three principles that are so crucial for you as a leader to understand, because I think that this applies directly to the mission that we just talked about. It applies to you growing personally, and we grow personally so that we can more effectively serve others. And so often, one of the things that I've seen is that the skill that we're going to talk about today, which is asking great questions, is one that just isn't taught and therefore it's not developed. And as a result, the inability to ask effective, pointed, specific, expansionary questions is one of the things that holds leaders and therefore teams back. So let's start with some fundamental principles. Number one, a leader's effectiveness is not about the answers they have. A leader's effectiveness is about the questions they ask. I think so often I see this in myself, but I can also observe this in other people that the minute we take on the moniker of leadership, we think that we are saying we need to have all the answers. One of the things that I've started to recognize is that oftentimes the leaders that I most admire and respect are the last to speak. And that's because they, by nature, know that they don't have all the answers. And the last thing they want to do is sacrifice their ability to hear other people's information because they jumped with their answers too fast. But more often than not, effective leaders, inspirational leaders, impact-driven leaders are characterized by being people that ask really effective questions. So you don't have to have all the answers. You just need to ask the right questions. The second principle that I want you to understand, the quality of your conversations reflects the quality of your questions. I was having a conversation with someone the other day that just mentioned that, man, I just wish the people that I was talking to had a higher degree of intentionality and, and, and were more focused on growth and were more focused on the areas that they want to expand and improve. And I totally understand where they're coming from because this is something that I've actually seen a lot of people are really challenged by is, man, I want a greater degree of depth in my conversations. And the beautiful thing is, is that you are a leader. And so if that's the there that you want to take people to, because leadership is taking people from here to there, if that is there, well, you can lead. And the way that you lead towards conversations that have a higher degree of depth, have a higher degree of intentionality, and therefore have a higher degree of impact is you ask really effective questions. And these are not questions that just rest at surface level or what we're going to talk about here in just a second, which are tactical questions. These are questions that get to the root. They get to the things that are really important. They get to the things that are strategic. They get to the things that are expansionary in nature. 
And so the quality of your conversations reflects the quality of your questions. And so you can lead towards intentionality in your conversations. Now, there will be some people that just don't want to go there, right? They don't want to talk about these things and they don't want to apply a higher degree of intentionality. And therefore, they may just leave the conversation. And that's why confidence is going to be such a huge piece of what we talk about today. The final thing that I want to tell you about before we jump into really the tactics and the qualities that you need to have is that specific questions yield specific answers. I see this play out every single day. If I ask someone how business is going, they will almost always say good or fine, right? How's business going? Oh, it's good. But if I ask them, what are the three greatest challenges facing your business today? They always have an answer. Why is that the case? Because specific questions yield specific answers. And asking specific questions is an act of leadership because you are framing the conversation for someone and properly setting expectations by telling them, hey, this is what I specifically want to understand. This is what I specifically want to know. But too often we ask broad questions and therefore we get broad answers and you really can't take action on broad. You can take action on specificity. So specific questions yield specific answers. Now, hopefully we can agree on those three principles because those really form the foundation and the base layer for what we're going to walk into today. And, and what I want you to know is that the ability to ask questions is really a direct result of your ability to grow as a communicator. And here's what I want you to know. I, I really believe this to be true. Communication is a skill, not an identity. Okay. I mean, we've made this joke on here before you go to the hospital. They say it's a boy. It's a girl. I've never seen them say it's a communicator. Oh my gosh. They're not going to say that, right? Because communication is a skill and therefore the ability to ask really poignant, effective impact driven questions. It's a skill that can be developed and learned, but what are the qualities? What are the things that you're going to have internally to be able to express this skill externally? Well, Number one is confidence. Number two is humility. And number three is trust. So let's break these down real quick. You got you to gotta have a level of confidence to be able to act effectively on what we're going to walk through today. And here's what I mean by this. You need to be someone that is secure enough that you don't need to impress people. Because if you need to impress people, then asking questions is not going to be in your repertoire right? Because you are going to perceive yourself as needing to have all the answers. Because again, we perceive, oh man, that person that has all the answers, they're impressive. Okay. Well, they're also a liar, right? Because <laughs> no one has all the answers. So you have to be confident enough to wade into situations where you're saying, man, their answer to this question, if it's actually about me and my situation and my context and what I'm working through, it might put me way out over my skis. Like we may discuss things that make me uncomfortable, but that's okay because their answers don't actually affect who I am. We're talking about the things that I do, but those can't affect who I am. And that's confidence, that's security, that's stability. But you have to have that to be able to ask bold questions. Now, how do you gain confidence? Well, you don't gain confidence, you earn confidence. How do you earn confidence? You earn confidence through action. So some people say, okay, well, I'm just not a very confident person to be able to ask questions like we're talking about today. What should I do? Ask questions like we're talking about today. Because in the process of practice, confidence is gained. Again, in the process of practice, 
confidence is gained. Number two is humility, and this is directly related to confidence. Because if you're going to ask questions and ask them intentionally and effectively, you have to legitimately believe that the people you are talking to know something that you don't. And if you haven't found that thing yet that they know that you don't, then that is on you. And it means you're not asking the right questions, you're not driving for the right information, or you just haven't gotten there yet. Listen, everyone that you see today, every single person that you see today is better in an area, knows something that you don't, or is more effective in an arena than you because they've spent more time on it. Do you believe that? Because if you do, why would you not ask questions? Why would you not be the most curious person on the on the planet? Because everyone you meet, the Uber driver, the waitress, the team member that you work with, your boss, your leader, your grandpa, your kids, every single person you meet today, every single person you talk to today, every single one of them knows something you don't. And if you haven't found it yet, that's on you. That takes an incredible degree of humility, but it also makes you into someone that's remarkably curious. I mean, I'll tell you, the other day, and this is a little bit of a tangent that I wasn't planning on telling you about, but it it just struck me as I was talking about this. The other day, I, I got into an Uber driving back from the airport. And I honestly wasn't really planning on having a conversation because I was pretty exhausted. But we started talking and I was like, okay, it's it's the right thing to do. And, and so kind of worked myself up. So I've been there too, right? Sometimes you just don't want to talk and sometimes you don't want to be curious. And sometimes you're like, I'm just tired. And at the same time, you can really serve someone by being curious. And so I, I just started kind of asking questions about where this guy was from and and how many kids he had and stuff like this. And then Eventually, he got to the point that he had just broken out of, like literally left a cult that he had been a part of for four years and had literally kept him trapped and in bondage. But he felt like it was it required boldness from him to separate his family from that. And the principles that he learned in choosing to chase something better rather than stay in something that's toxic but comfortable is what he shared with me over the course of this Uber ride. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I almost didn't talk to this guy because I was tired, quote unquote tired. I get chills talking about this conversation because it impacted me so much. Recognize that everyone around you has a story. Everyone. And I mean, everyone around you has a story. Everyone around you knows something you don't. And if you're choosing not to curiously seek those things, you're choosing that for that moment, you're not going to engage in growth. Confidence, humility, and then finally trust. So if you're going to ask bold questions, number one, you have to legitimately believe that the people you're talking to know something you don't, right? And you have to actually believe that because if you don't actually believe that, you're, you're playing a game and you're putting up a facade and this isn't serving someone, it's manipulating them. This is why some of these books like How to Win Friends and Influence People or books on connection or communication, I love those books. But It's up to you whether you're going to use them as a tool to serve people or as a tool to manipulate people because questions can be extremely manipulative. And if your heart isn't to serve the person by listening to them, by getting to know their story, by learning from their perspective, by getting past surface level, by engaging them in intentional conversation, if that's not your objective, you're coming at this with the wrong heart. 
if it is selfish improvement and not self-improvement, you're coming at this with the wrong heart. So they need to trust that you're doing this for the right reasons, which is you actually care about them. That's a novel idea. And then finally, you need to trust that they will respect your time with attention. So if you're going to sit down and ask these questions, like presence is demanded from both of us. And that's what's gonna be best. And this is what we tell kind of our growth groups and in one-on-one -on -one coaching is like, hey, you honor other people when you choose to be present. And if you can't be present, then let's not, let's not do this thing where we say we're going to do both at the same time. Let's just say I can't be present right now, so, so I can't be here right now. You honor people when you choose intentionally to be present because it takes an extremely high degree of vulnerability to ask the questions that we're going to talk about. So number one, the quality of your conversations reflects the quality of your questions. And then what, do we, what are the qualities we need to build? Well, we need to build confidence. We need to build humility. And with the people we're talking to, we need to build trust and establish ourselves as leaders that are trustworthy. Now, we're going to walk through five types of questions that you can focus on asking. And I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit about what these types of questions look like and when you should ask them and what's the results you should expect from them. Because so often I think categories are helpful to really understand, okay, this is what is required from me in this moment, or this is what will be most helpful in this moment, or this will be what will be most valuable in this moment. Because we said specific questions yield specific answers. So what we're doing here is we're driving for specificity. So the lowest level of question in my mind is just tactical questions. And tactical questions are extremely necessary, but if you're spending exponential amounts of time on tactical questions, you're not getting to the gold is what I would tell you. Because what are tactical questions? Tactical questions are day-to-day -day questions that provide an incremental return. What does this look like? Well, if you're a business leader, it looks like, what CRM do you use? Or it looks like, what, where are you hosting your website? or it looks like who's doing your marketing. It's just information-based questions that really doesn't require anything subjective in nature. It doesn't require any judgment. It's just literally factual information. And here's what I would uh, tell you to keep in mind with regard to tactical questions. Never use a person to do the job Google was built for. <laughs> I'm gonna say this again. Never use a person to do the job Google was built for. If you ever get to sit down with a high caliber leader, someone that you truly believe is smarter than you, maybe it's a mentor, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a coach, maybe it's another business person in your community or in another community. If you get to sit down with that person or multiple people, why on earth would you spend any of their time that is the compounded result of years and years and years of experience that they have answers that you don't and you're going to ask them, what CRM do you use? <laughs> it drives me crazy thinking about this because we can waste so much time playing tactical whack-a-mole when in reality, we need to get to the strategic root or the source of what is going on. And as long as we focus on these tactical things that could actually be answered on Google, we are wasting people's time. I'm trying to help you here. I'm not trying to, to call anyone out here just because I've been guilty of this. It's like, I'll sit down with someone that when I reflect back and think on it, it's like, oh my gosh, like the amount of wisdom that person had. 
the like the amount of depth that that person has inside of them and i spent time at surface level asking tactical questions this is why it takes confidence because most people live most of their lives at the tactical level and we're driving for the strategic as leaders so we've got to lead people past and lead ourselves past just asking tactical questions Let's move to strategic questions now. So number one was tactical questions. Those are day-to-day -day questions that provide an incremental return. Strategic questions. Here's what this looks like. In light of where I wanna go, what is the best next step? So strategic questions demand vision because strategy demands vision. So here's how you ask a question like this to someone that you trust, to someone that's smarter than you, to someone that you value their perspective and their insight, is you say, hey, here's where I want to take my business. You say, hey, here's the type of person that I want to become personally. Or you say, hey, here's the area that I want to grow as a leader. We're casting a vision. And then you ask them, what would be the steps that you would recommend I take? Or what would be the strategy that you would recommend for me getting there? Or what are the, th the options that I have available to me that I might not be considering right now? Strategic questions are often rooted in the decisions that we make that affect the big picture. This is what strategic questions are. Because strategic questions will likely affect your time and your money. The answer that they give you will not just be a one-off thing about the CRM that you're going to buy or about the website service that you're going to host with. It's going to be like a long-term direction shift that will really determine whether or not you reach your desired destination or not. But again, you, and it's on you, have to have a desired destination. And that's why we record so many episodes on here about the clarity of vision. I think I've shared this on this podcast before, but I, I heard recently about a, a grandmaster chess player. And one of the things that people believe often about grandmaster chess players is that they are these master strategists. And because they believe they're master strategists, they think that they're always thinking 10 moves ahead in the future. And this guy said, well, maybe that's true sometimes, but more often than not, I just have more moves available to me in the present. This is what happens when you ask other people strategic questions, is you increase your number of moves. I can't tell you how many times with this business alone that I'll sit down with someone for lunch, explain where we are, explain where we want to go, and then just ask them, what's your, what's your thoughts on this? Like, how are you seeing this from your side of the table? And they'll tell me, well, have you considered this? And they throw out an option that I never even thought of and would have never considered because they have a different strategic viewpoint than I do. That's what strategic questions help us achieve. They help us see the big picture. So we need to be asking these big picture questions to increase our number of moves. So we're going to ask tactical questions. We're going to ask strategic questions. And then I want to make sure you've got people that you can ask perspective questions. And here's where perspective questions operate from. They operate from the deep-seated acknowledgement that you are emotionally invested in your present situation. Again, perspective questions are questions that operate from the posture or the recognition that you are emotionally invested in the present situation. There are things about today that you are emotionally invested in and emotions always affect our rationale. 
We want to make decisions that are logical and rational and not strictly emotional. And so we need perspective from people that are not emotionally enmeshed. Here's what this looks like. In our growth groups within Path for Growth, so often someone will come to the call and they're all impact-driven leaders that either have leadership positions within businesses where they're making decisions or they're business owners. And someone will come to one of these calls, I've seen this happen multiple times, and they'll start describing a situation that they're having with a team member of theirs. And they'll start describing it and telling kind of the circumstances surrounding it and the scenario that they're facing, the decision that they're making. And it becomes so outrageously black and white clear that this person needs to fire that person now. And like it checks all of the boxes of like, man, this person no longer belongs on your team. Maybe they never did belong on your team. We need to call a mistake a mistake and serve this person and serve you by saying we have to move on. But here's the deal. That person can't see that because that person sees this individual's face every single day. That person is thinking about that conversation and how much that would hurt and how emotionally demanding that would be. This person knows this team member's family likely. They are emotionally enmeshed. That's why it's so valuable to have people in your corner that can perceive your situation rationally. They're looking at it logically and they're saying, man, like, we've got to move in a different direction because I understand that you're ingrained in this right now. But for us that are outside of this situation and have never met this person and don't know all of the emotional background of all this, it is so black and white clear that the right way to serve your organization, this team member and yourself is to move on. You have to have people in your personal life that are asking you perspective questions as well and that you're asking perspective questions from. So you can have people that ask you these questions, but you could also be the person that asks these questions. You can be the person that says, hey, here's the deal. I've got this team member or I'm in this situation personally, or this is where I'm trying to go as a business. I can just tell. I know that I, I get emotionally worked up with regard to this. Now, it doesn't mean like you have to be some drama queen, right? Some of the most emotional people I know are pretty stoic, masculine men, but they get, they care deeply, right? They're deeply passionate. And, and sometimes that can be the hardest person to cut through to like, okay, let's get to rationale. Let's get to logic, right? And so we need to be able to have the humility to say, my perspective here, there's no way it's not skewed. And so I need other people to look in this. So, so can you look at this situation for me and give me your thoughts? Think about how much humility that takes to say, I value your perspective because your perspective might be more right than my own right now. Think about that. What we're saying there is your perspective of my business might be better than my perspective of my business in this present moment. That takes outrageous humility. But we want to see our business. We want to see our life. We want to see our leadership from every angle on the table. And so that's why we ask perspective questions. We said we're going to ask tactical questions. We're going to ask strategic questions. We're going to ask perspective questions. And then this one's going to be fun. I want to challenge you as a leader to when the time is right, ask people expansionary questions. 
Now, the time to do this is not when you in your personal life or in your business growth or with regard to your leadership are operating in triage or survival mode, right? If you're just trying to keep the doors open proverbially or literally, then we don't really have a ton of business yet asking expansionary questions because we need to make sure we keep the doors open. But Here's the deal. When you earn the ability to have a level of comfort and security and stability, you've earned the opportunity to grow. And the way that we grow is we choose to ask questions that kind of demand that we consider possibilities and opportunities in the future that feel risky. And here's why these questions often feel risky is because people will give you answers and you have this internal acknowledgement that, man, if I pursue this answer, it will demand that I grow. Expansionary questions are the enemy of complacency. So here's what an expansionary question looks like. I heard someone ask this the other day. They said, I just know by nature, this is what they said. They said, I know by nature, my industry gets disrupted every 10 to 15 years. They said, I know that. And so I know that that's coming because it's been a while. And so I'm starting to think through what would it look like to disrupt myself and disrupt our business? Not because circumstantially we have to, but because we want to. And in doing so, we want to affect the industry as a whole. <laughs> I mean, think about how risky that question is. Think about, think about what that person is saying. They're saying, I'm asking you a question about how we could radically rock our world, about how we could turn this thing upside down. And, and here's what's crazy is people answered that guy. They said, well, have you thought about this? Or what if you did this? Or, or what if you looked at it this, from this angle? And some of them even asked him questions back and he had all these thoughts that he didn't yet have the courage to voice. It takes guts. It takes outrageous vulnerability to think about the future that is beyond your comfort zone and to say, I'm not gonna live in avoidance of that future I'm going to live with a level of expansionary confidence and wade with faith into that future. That's the type of questions that I'm talking about. Like the type of questions where you have the guts to say, if you are stuck in a job that you don't currently like, and you haven't liked it for a long time, where you sit down with someone you trust and you say, what would it look like to revolutionize my career in such a way that I am thrilled to go to work every day? It, it's gutsy to ask that question because what's crazy is people have the answer. They really do. There are people that are smarter than you that have the answer to that question, that have perspective that they could offer you, that could give you action steps. But then you know what happens is you're on the hook for those action steps. And so sometimes we would rather sit and complain about our industry or about our job or about our personal growth and not ask the question because the question would demand that we grow and expand. Have the guts, have the courage, once you've earned it, to ask questions about a future that does not yet exist. Be willing to disrupt your own life, your own career, and your own leadership so that the world doesn't have to disrupt it for you. And a lot of times what we need is we need another person's viewpoint. That's where these expansionary questions come from. And, and it requires outrageous boldness and strength. 
And then finally, and this is one that I, I would just say you should keep in your back pocket, and this is really a skill to be learned that I would honestly tell you has served me in my career, maybe more than any of the questions that we've talked about up to this point. And these are principle-based questions. So we said you need to ask tactical questions, but you can often do those on Google. We need to ask strategic questions to correctly see the big picture. We need to ask perspective questions for when we're emotionally enmeshed. Then we need to ask expansionary questions to perceive and understand a future that doesn't yet exist. And then we need to ask principle-based questions. And here's what a principle is. A principle is a transcendent truth. This is one of the things that we focus on so much here at Path for Growth is we are going to focus on the transcendent truths that apply to every single person, regardless of industry, regardless of stage of business, regardless of where they're at in their career, regardless of ethnicity. This is a principle that we know to be true. One of the principles that we talk about all the time on here is you never have to recover from a strong start, right? If you started strong, you're never going to say, oh man, I'm just operating from a posture where I have to recover because you never have to recover from a strong start. So therefore it bodes well for us to start strong, right? Another one of the principles that we believe here is that the person you become permanently is created by the things you do daily. It's the things you do every single day. We also believe that growth is not rooted in extravagancy, but rather growth is rooted in consistency. One of the principles that we believe is that the effectiveness of your leadership is not measured by the number of people that follow you, but rather by the number of people that trust you. So these are all transcendent truths that I can tell you, I actually legitimately believe it, every single thing that I just said applies to every single person that listens to this podcast. I really, really believe that. Another principle is that health and growth aren't the same thing. So what does it look like to ask a principle-based question? Well, it looks like me saying, hey, one of the principles that I know to be true is that health and growth aren't the same thing. And so I want to make sure that I'm growing in a way that is healthy. And so knowing what you know about my context and my situation with my business and my personal life, what advice do you have for me? Now, like I said, this is a skill because it demands that you define principles that are transcendent. And the great thing about principles is that they're everywhere, right? You can find principles from books. You can find principles from podcasts. And they don't have to be your principles. They just need to be principles that are true, that you believe in. And so we need to find principles where we say like, okay, that book, The One Thing, right? Jay Papasan and Gary Keller wrote a wonderful book called The One Thing that said that People that get disproportionate results spend disproportionate time attending to those results that they want to get. And so what if we said, hey, I believe this to be true. People that get disproportionate results, outrageous, incredible results, spend disproportionate time getting those results. Based on that principle, where do you think I should be spending my time right now? based on that principle and knowing what you know about my context, about my situation. Now, principle-based questions, this is an incredible skill for you to learn to ask yourself, where you can observe a principle and then make it practical. That's what we're talking about here. We're saying, let's observe a principle. People have blind spots. That's a principle. Now, how do we make that practical? What are mine? Don't just read a book to understand, read a book to apply. And so look for the principles and then say, how does that principle become practical in the context of my life? 
And one of the best ways you can do this is sit down with people you trust, state the principle and say, how do you see that plays out for us? How do you see that plays out for me? Let's discuss this principle and talk about what does this look like in action? We had a business owner the other day come on to our office hours conversation and he said, man, I just believe in that principle. What gets scheduled is what gets done. What do y'all do to make sure the things that matter most actually get on your calendar? Brilliant. He took a principle and he decided to make it incredibly practical. So let's review real quick. So let's review real quick. We said that a leader's effectiveness is not about the answers they have, but rather about the questions that they ask. And if you're going to ask expansionary, bold, confident questions, you need to have confidence. You need to have humility and you need to have trust with the people that you're asking them from. So what types of questions are we going to ask? Well, we're going to ask tactical questions that get into the day-to-day. -day. We're going to ask strategic questions that look at the big picture. We're going to ask perspective questions that acknowledge our emotional and situational enmeshment. We're going to ask expansionary questions that dare to envision a future that doesn't yet exist. And then we're going to ask principle-based questions that rely on transcendent truth and focus on making that principle remarkably practical. Y'all, related to that principle-based topic, one of the things that we do is every Wednesday, we send out an email called Worth It Wednesday because most emails aren't worth it. So we said we want to send one that is worth your time, worth your energy, worth your investment. And so every Wednesday, I send a principle worth learning, a question worth answering, and then a recommendation worth taking. And so if you want to sign up for that, that can be a great way to start spurring action on today's topic. You can sign up for that in the link on the show notes. I'd also ask that if this would be valuable for someone that you know, send this podcast episode to them. That's one of the things that I love about podcasts is that we can share the podcast and then we can be like, hey, I want you to be this person for me. Like, I want to be able to ask you these questions and I want you to hold me accountable to doing this. This is what people in our Path for Growth community do. So I want you to share this with someone, rate it and review it if you found it valuable. Y'all, we're so grateful for you. Remember, we're rooting for you. We want to see you win. My strength is not for me. Your strength is not for you. Our strength is for service. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.